Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the overzealous business class passenger, Karen Randazzo. Do you really want me to say it? (laughs) The old-fashioned guy, Chris Randazzo. I should be watching Ahsoka. And the negotiator, Angie Fernot. Do you want a pill? We here on this week's episode talk television. Um, this week was my pick. I chose Hijack, season one, episode one, final call. Uh, but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Just let us know that you're talking to us in the subject line. Say, hey, this week's episode, peeps. And uh, just let us know what we should be watching. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us how you feel about the shows that we talk about. Just interact with us, please. We're lonely, but before let's before we jump into that hijack, which was uh, how we doing, guys and gals? I'm excited for Friday. Friday, what's Friday? Friday is my first ever gallery show officially. Oh, that's correct. Oh, I am so proud of you, girl. Putting the gal in gallery. Hey, hey, that should have been the name of the show. Out of here. <laughs> All right, let me just write that down. Putting the gal in gallery. <laughs> wow, how did I not think of that? <laughs> yeah, finally getting the, uh, some good art into a gallery in this town. Not a bowl of fruit or, you know, a sailboat. Yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Schooner is a sailboat, stupid head. <laughs> it's going to be... Well, you know what? <laughs> it's going to be myself and four other people from Tales of Cape Fear. And I am like the headliner of the show because I organized it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this. And I shared it with a bunch of people today. And I'm also slightly nervous and want to throw up. But I'm also excited. <laughs> so it's cool. I don't know. I was just like, it's really neat. And I thought I should put it out in the ether and something that timestamps that... This is like my first real gallery show. It's going to be at the Aces Gallery, which is run by the Arts Council of Wilmington, our town. So it'll be on display for a few weeks. Not that we have anyone here that's local who listens, but like, I still feel like it's, it's like really cool to be like, this is, this is it. This happened Mm -hmm. and this is when it happened. And I actually have a second gallery show at another gallery in town lined up for uh, early next year. I'm so proud. That's so exciting. Thank you. That's, I'm tra- that's what we call a humble brag, sir. I'm trying to like celebrate accomplishments because exactly. Working... Don't you poop in her cereal? Right. Thank you. God, I'd probably eat it anyway. I really fucking love cereal. 
<laughs> oh, what kind? I had special K for breakfast, and it was pretty okay. That's but, so uh, yeah, boring. But do you have your own gallery show. <laughs> yeah, no, right. But Chris's gallery <laughs> show is just cereal with poop in it. Pete homemade, homemade pizzas <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> Um, but I am, no, I am super, 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 super congratulations to you. You are you. well deserving of this. All, all ridiculous joking aside. So I have, so I got, I have a thing to say and I'm very proud of my wife. Very, very proud. Um, two, two weeks ago we did another show, a local zine show. And, um, what was, what I loved best about that show. It was, it was a rough show. It was like the, the, the building was like overheating. It was just situationally it was it was rough it was a good time but the best part about it is before we were setting up at the show we we were talking to the showrunner and i happened to be just just outside of the conversation and he turned to Ange and he went uh, yeah just just so you know it's like you are like one of our really big local celebrities what? <laughs> and that <laughs> that noise that she just made she made that for realsies <laughs> It was, it was weird. <laughs> I was so proud of her. It's very weird. I was like, I'm not a draw. And he is like, you are for this event. And I was like, what the fuck? Like drawing is what you do. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, it, God. it's, it's really, you it, got to get him under control, Karen. It's a little like offensive. I have any control over anyone who lives in this house. Get that man a leash. <sighs> so yeah, that was so cool. We have, what else? Two celebrities on this podcast because oh. Chris was a bit of a celebrity last week too. Yeah, nah. yeah that 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 was that was an interesting recording editing for me, Mister. How 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 is <laughs> how is running a live SAG show for you? Uh, it was pretty fun. You know, we've done live shows before, but I mean, usually this... whenever we had to do a live show with me there, but Dan not, we had like Dean and Matt much red tech mm-hmm. and it was just me. I'm very proud of <laughs> Which it. Which was, uh, you know, got it done. Got, got it taken care of. Got it done. Yeah. We, we made it happen. Um, yeah, this last week was a, a really interesting experience for me. I got, I got flown out to the, uh, stone age gamer store in Salem, Ohio, because we're celebrating the company's 16th anniversary. Uh, so we had a sweet 16 party where uh, we did a sale all day long and uh, I um, had an after party where we gave people uh, store tours. Uh, we let the we sold tickets and the people that had the tickets were able to basically shop the back room, the basement and the attic. Uh, sorry, the upstairs. Um, I've seen that horror after- movie. <laughs> and then afterwards, we uh, we all uh, did a uh, live podcast recording which was really cool i got to meet a couple of our discord listeners uh and yeah it was uh it was awesome all around uh, i had a really good time i had uh got recognized uh so like i went there a couple days ahead of time and uh we did um <sighs> so they they sent me out there to take care of just you know be a part of the event hang out mm-hmm. whatnot um, I don't think they were, uh, they didn't expect me to do what I did, which was be me. Uh, now Evan knows that, uh, because we used to work together, I've spent a long time working retail. Mm-hmm. And when I go into a retail store and I have the, when I go into a retail store as an employee and things are not the way they should be, <laughs> I, 
I take that personally. <laughs> I um. The How much organization is, did you do? <laughs> the store makes a hell of a first first impression, but from behind the counter, I had I had some issues with the way things were being run. And I just kind of re-merchandised the whole store, <laughs> which was, oh, that was my couple bounced. of days. I just went in there and took care of business uh, for several days. It was hard work. I mean, I was, as somebody who used to work retail and does not currently work retail, I was on my feet for a lot more time than I'm used to, um, you know, so that hurt. Uh, but outside of that, it was extraordinarily fun because I do really like that kind of stuff. I, I, I've always gotten a kick out of, uh, merchandising is one of my favorite things to do. So I just re-merchandised the whole store, but like on the first day that I was behind the counter, um, the first customer who walked in the morning saw me walk out of the back room and was like, Hey, it's the YouTube guy. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. It's like, yeah, man, I love your, your Zelda videos. I've been watching them. They're awesome. It's like. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it's great. And that happened a couple of times over the weekend. Um and uh yeah, I got some really nice feedback from from some people who uh were shy uh but were also I guess made less so. Uh just really happy that I sat down and talked to them and so it was it was just a really really fun week. It was a very exhausting week, but a really really fun week. Awesome. I'm super happy for you, man. That's awesome, great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Speaking I'm of... happy for me, too. I got an, I got a promotion, too. Congratulations. What? Yeah. Are you the assistant so, to the yeah. assistant manager now? <laughs> they really wanted me to move to Ohio. <laughs> They're like, come out here and run our store. Like, How about open one in not. Jersey? There you go. That's I've believe me, I've brought that up. I have brought that up. Uh, what's wild is they have enough stock they have enough product in that location to do that. Yeah. Twice, <laughs> at least. There is so much product in that building, it is borderline obscene. Uh, but no, they're not, we're not quite ready to open up another retail store yet because they haven't really gotten the one they have under control. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. All they need is a good Chris. <laughs> it happens. Listen, some states have incentives right now if you move to them from another state. <clears throat> I am not leaving New Jersey. <laughs> We've had this. Con I, it, I went to, it was a weird conversation via someone else's Facebook post that Chris was vehement about not leaving Jersey. And I was like, it's just Jersey. <laughs> it's okay. It wasn't, a, it wasn't so much about being vehemently opposed to leaving New Jersey. It was so much of just like, no, Jersey's the fucking worst. It's like bull fucking shit. Jersey's the worst. It's not bull fucking shit. I Jersey's just got no. rated the second best state to live in by some magazine. Yeah, New Jersey magazine. Trust me, take it, take it from someone who left New Jersey. Outside of the fact that, like, I still don't love the snow. Uh, it is definitely a much better place to live than I had realized. Like. For it, sure. There's, there are benefits to everything, but there is the stereotypical, you have to say, ugh, Jersey kind of thing. So, Yeah, but you don't actually have to say that stuff. You ugh. can say it, I'm, but you ugh. don't have to. Because you know what Jersey gave me? Jersey gave me you motherfuckers. Yeah. So you, you want to bitch about New Jersey? How dare you? 
Jersey gave me you. <laughs> it was it went, uh, Union City, New Jersey, to be specific. Um, and that place is a shithole. <laughs> there it is. North Jersey can go scratch. See? South Jersey is wonderful. Uh, well, I, I'm side side noting. Speaking of uh, Sweet Sixteens, um, someone celebrated their birthday this this weekend. Got their their birthday presents, and someone got to play with raptors. Birds of prey, really if you will. Did, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I did see that. <sighs> so, I will forever be a ranger. <laughs> always, always. My D and D class is permanently ranger. For for Angela's birthday, I got her a falconry experience, where she Aww. got to play <laughs> with so sweet birds of prey. Like so, I I knew borderline what was going to happen i knew that she was gonna she was gonna handle like a hawk or falcon of some sort and that there was the possibility of an owl and that was the big thing for me for her like i knew i wanted that part but i wasn't 100 percent sure it was going to happen and when they said out loud you will get to handle a barn owl the face that my wife made you could hear the inaudible squee she did not make noise, but her face contorted in such a way that just it was audible. Like you could hear it without actually hearing it. Uh, like you can hear a picture. Yes, yes, yes. Like you could hear a picture. I got very excited. And then she made me walk through the woods the next day. For like I did. Four we went hours. on, on a hi- Okay, so the thing is that Evan is totally underselling it because he took the time to plan out this falconry experience that I didn't even know was possible. And. He knows that, like, I have wanderlust big time, and we have not gone on a real vacation. We've never taken our honeymoon. Like, we've never done anything big. So small trips are very important to me because I still, like, very much crave adventure in our relationship. And if we're going to live a life where, you know, we don't have children that we have to care for and we have the kind of freedom that we do as you know just the two of us then i want us to do things that we get to experience new stuff and i was like really having a hard time recently and uh things have just been a bit of a struggle and he freaking whips out this like perfect birthday package (laughs) this is a family show (laughs) and (laughs) no one ever are we still and, doing phrasing? Is that a thing? That's how you get ants. Anyway. Um, Lotta! <laughs> Danger zone. When's uh, that one coming back? Anywho. So so he is, as the perfect husband for me that he is, found a falconry experience, printed out a, like the paperwork on this experience. So like, to me, it was like an itinerary. He went on their website. He found the print-friendly version and printed out like, this is about how long this is ex- this experience is. Here's information about what this is and you know who runs it. And then proceeded to find a hiking trail in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I've always wanted to hike there. He picked a great trail. Uh, and then he printed out more itinerary information that gave me the length of the trail, the loop, some highlights of features of the trail that I can look for. <laughs> And 
had it all printed out and in a little in a in a perfect birthday package uh, in an envelope for me so that I could see everything, know what I was getting into without knowing too much, and he handled the hotel reservation. So literally, all I had to do was get in the car and say, "Take me." Uh, yeah, a, a pack a bag too. Oh yeah, like I didn't pack your bag. Yeah, that's true. So like for me, the person who plans everything, runs everything all the time, and like is constantly having to be in control of things to be able to trust someone enough that I could let go and know that it was going to still be awesome. Like not a better gift ever. <laughs> Sorry. That is a great present. Off yes. As someone year. who is also like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I've been so tired of being in charge of things in, in so many aspects of my life. And Evan was literally just like, I got this. I got this. And I got to sit in the car and read my pirate book and like, look at the mountains and be excited about everything and like chase butterflies. I've I, never uh, seen one person get so excited about mountains. Uh, the, the words like, this is awesome. Came out so many times. Like mm-hmm. they're just hills. They're just large. No, just, no, no. There was a point when we were driving from the hotel to the hiking site and we had to go through this one patch of like mountain road to get to the Blue Ridge Parkway. And this road, it was paved, but it was like, like the last time I was on a road like that was when I was in another friggin' country. There were like switchbacks. It looped around on itself so much and snaked its way back and forth so much up this mountain and did not have a guardrail <laughs> and, or been, a shoulder. Jesus Christ. I've been yeah. driving for many years yeah. and there were a bunch of times during this trip that I was like, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, this is rough. Like, and I was leading this line of, I'm going to say like there were four cars behind us mm-hmm. and the one directly behind us was this Toyota. And I was trying to make it my job to lose the Toyota. And then every time I did, I went, Oh wait, are they still there? I got nervous for the Toyota. <laughs> like did they fall off. Nope. Nope. They're there. Okay. Let's go again. Kind of thing. It was fun. So, so I, yeah, I Sounds enjoyed like my it. kind of trip. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was, it was really, really cool. Good times. Uh, thank you, honey. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Now I just have to figure Happy out. Happy big, fat, stinking birthday to you, man. You get to deal with giant birds and Evan's birthday package. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, what have we been watching? Let's talk about some television, because we have actually watched some since the last time we spoke. Yeah. We made an effort. Uh, what do you got, Chris? I'll go with you first. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, Strange New Worlds because it's freaking wonderful. It is. But oh, the one we, I watched. <laughs> we still have one episode left. Mm. We're, we're one episode away from being able to be, you know, you know, watch the whole season. So I didn't really want to comment on it too much other than to say that it's it's a wonderful show. I love how it's it has the ability to change dramatically in tone from episode to episode but mm-hmm. still feel consistent uh it's just a wonderful wonderful show one episode was a live action it. cartoon like that was amazing yeah like that and then was the am- next episode was like all about post-traumatic stress disorder and war and like really gruesome stuff like and then the next episode was uh i don't know some something weird and then there was a musical and it was freaking great <laughs> This shows all over the map in the best way possible. It's it, it, the fact that it can maintain its tone like that. It's really, really spectacular. But um, you didn't uh, want to talk we about just that. Discovered that the 
lady who plays La'an had a significant uh, one episode or two episode role on Doctor Who. And I was like, oh, my God, that girl. <laughs> like, she's really good. I Instead, I, I'm going. No, go ahead. I have only seen the one episode because I was a, a big fan of Lower Decks. Like, I love that that cartoon. I think I was never big into Star Trek. And this was that cartoon was a really good introduction for me. And then when I heard that they were doing a crossover, I immediately thought what cross what live action crossover with cartoon usually is where the live action becomes cartoon and they mm -hmm. didn't they went the other way yeah and the voice actors for from the sh cartoon played the live action and apparently they modeled the cartoon characters off of those people and it was fantastic <laughs> it really was fantastic i was I was really, uh, yeah. really, really impressed with that episode. It was nice to see uh, Becker, uh, Beck and Boimler interacting Boy. with the, this crew and handling time travel and those old scientists for TOS was just mm -hmm. like, ah, come on, good, good job. <laughs> nah, knock, knock that shit out of the park. Well done. Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is a fantastic show that I kind of wish wasn't called Strange New Worlds. It's just not a very good title. It doesn't roll up, you know. Star it's Trek like, it's Discovery, it's Deep Space Nine, Voyager. <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue, you know? It is the first outing of the Enterprise, right? Is that that's what it's supposed to be? Um I believe uh Enterprise actually takes place before this okay. one. Okay. Uh this is this is that Enterprise before Kirk okay. became captain. Okay, got it. Got so it. like the the pilot episode of the original Star Trek was Captain Pike. You know, so that's got it. that's yeah, and then they replaced him with a uh, Shatner and Kirk, etc., etc. Et but it's great stuff. It's a great show. But instead, <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about a YouTube show that was brought to my attention that I'm only a few episodes into, but I'm uh, completely and totally in love with. It is called Knickknacks. It is a Nickelodeon retrospective series. Ooh. Uh, okay. And I mean, like, it's the the premise of the show is it's, uh, every episode is dedicated to a different show. And the goal is to go through every show that has ever aired on Nickelodeon Damn. in chronological order. Um, That's a lot of is, shows. Yeah, it's a lot. Because not, not just shows that were made for Nickelodeon, shows that aired on Nickelodeon. If it aired on Nick, Nick then it's going to have an episode. Uh, a Are they doing all, like, Nick at Night stuff, too? I don't know if they're covering Nick at night. Um, I'm like I said, I'm only a couple episodes in, but it looks like, I mean, geez, this guy's been doing it for like six or seven years, and let's see, the looks like the most recent episode was episode ninety six, which was the Nick hit list, which I think was still before Nick at night was a thing. Mm. So yeah, I'm not sure. But, alright, so the first episode was really just like an introduction of, hey, here's what this show's gonna be. Uh, then, uh, that was kind of like the, the, the pilot episode, as it were. The first episode was about Cube, which is not something that I was familiar with at all. Cube was a... So, originally there was broadcast television, and the way that he explains the difference between broadcast television and cable television, which is was initially quite different from what people understood to be cable television like 
it was always my understanding that broadcast is like, you know, the stuff you get over the airwaves and then cable television is the stuff you get through your coax cable. <laughs> but that was actually pretty quickly changed uh, way before the advent of actual cable television, because uh, the TV that was broad broadcast TV was always a problem for people who lived in the mountains and things. So having the broadcast go to people's houses via coax cable was a regular thing long before the advent of actual cable television. Um, and originally when the, uh, was it, uh, the people who worked for time Warner wanted to kind of create this cable television as a sort of a premium television package, the FCC wouldn't let them because it was basically, they said it was too similar to, uh, broadcast television. Like you're not doing something different. You can't do this. And I'm not entirely sure why that was allowed. Uh, but either way they created this network situation called cube and it was interactive cable television. So you would buy this box similar, like a, let's say similar to a black box, like Nielsen ratings. Mm -hmm. And it came with a special remote and there were like a set of different channels. And one of the channels was always set to this interactive, sh these interactive shows that would broadcast live. And then there would be like polls and stuff in the middle of the show or like occasionally they do like a choose your own adventure kind of a thing where somebody was live acting out a show and the audience could choose what was, what would happen next. And this was back in the, God, I want to say the sixties or seventies. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was the seventies when this was airing, uh, the early seventies, uh, which was really quite fascinating. This this was this whole network, uh, called cube. And it was through this that they got the FCC to drop all the regulations on cable TV, which is why cable TV got to be what cable TV eventually became. But one of the channels on cube was the children's channel, um, which was, I think channel three. And what it was, was it was 12 hours a day of a show called pinwheel. And that was the show that eventually became Nickelodeon after cube failed well not really failed just kind of stopped being relevant uh the people behind it decided to launch the very first all children's network and uh that was what became nickelodeon uh but pinwheel was the only show that they kind of had on cube which is so crazy like i remember pinwheel as a kid i was a huge fan of pinwheel as a little kid i loved watching pinwheel i was obsessed with nickelodeon as a little kid mm -hmm. um and Pinwheel was just this extremely formative show in my head. It's a kind of similar to Sesame Street, except without any of the like like teaching stuff. It was just a puppet show and a lot of random stuff. And what I didn't realize watching it as a kid was that it was there was so much content created for it by an extremely small team. Like when it was on Cube, it was twelve hours a day of Jeez. just Pinwheel, and one guy was in charge of writing all the songs and the skits and it was ex this extraordinarily small team that had to come up with 12 hours of programming a day which is just insane uh, and then when it moved over nickelodeon it became less because they started doing these other shows so right i've watched the first i guess four episodes by now uh the first one was all about pinwheel which was just really fascinating to watch um and then the other two were fascinating for different reasons because they are lost media which there is a ton of lost media uh, from the early days of Nickelodeon and the uh, the, the starting lineup of Nick, um, including most of Pinwheel. I think there was like a total of 600 some odd hours of this show between its run on uh, Cube and Nickelodeon. There were 600 some odd hours of Pinwheel and only like maybe 30 exist today. 
Uh, there was one official release on VHS called like the best of pinwheel in the mid eighties. And that was it. It's never been anything. So it is effectively lost media, but the other two shows are like completely lost media. Um, there was a show called nickel flicks, uh, which was, it was like a, pa- it was what's called package programming where it's like, here's a bunch of old stuff. Uh, and we're just going to do host segments in between and then air all this old stuff. It was how they basically padded the lineup. Uh, and it was, you were able to, this, this show here, Nick, uh, Nick Nax was able to piece together what he could best guess was on the show because the guy who hosted it is still around. Uh, I forget his name, but he's the micro machines guy, you know, the fast talking guy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He was the guy who hosted, who hosted this show and it had like a bunch of stuff like flash Gordon and whatnot on it. Um, Interesting. so it was, yeah, it was a bunch of that, like old black and white shows that would were pieced together to run on Nickelodeon. But the next episode was a show called By the Way that no one knows anything of substance about. Uh, there was a book written about the history of Nickelodeon that uh, basically says kind of sort of what it was, and this other advertisement that said uh, an extremely useless thing of what it was. Like, it's a show about kids being happy and being sad and being active and relaxing and it just says nothing for like a paragraph it's like <laughs> nobody really knows what this show was which is really wild then and, and both of those programs are just completely lost media um the micro machines guy had tapes of all this stuff but um his storage unit got uh closed like there was some sort of misunderstanding where he didn't pay his, his bill on a storage unit for a long time, but he didn't know he wasn't paying the bill on it. Mm-hmm. And they sold all the contents of the storage unit and that's it. That had all of his old tape tapes Damn. in it. So uh, there's a possibility that someone out there has a bunch of old VHS tapes still of uh, Nickelodeon stuff, but chances are it's, it's all just lost, which is so weird and wild. Um, but so far it has been fascinating. That's that's and you're only four episodes in. I'm only four episodes in. <laughs> so since by the way didn't have any real information, they kind of went on this deep dive about the naming of the channel Nickelodeon and like the fact that it's kind of it kind of seems to be based on this old song about putting a nickel in the Nickelodeon to play some music, but that's not what a Nickelodeon is. Uh, okay. So like even the lo- the original logo of Nickelodeon is a guy looking into um theoretically you would think he's looking into a nickelodeon but that's not what a nickelodeon is he's looking into like a sound something or other because that's not what nickelodeons did uh so the whole the whole name of the network is kind of a misnomer which is pretty wild um but yeah it's called uh knickknacks it's on youtube it is really quite fascinating um oh my goodness there's a part there's a part two. Ooh, Ooh this is interesting so I I was I had just finished the Nick uh, the by the way episode, but it looks like he added a part two as a four point five, and I think they might have found some of the show. Let me see if I can look at the description and see uh see what this is about. Show me. Oh, this was from. We never thought we'd find it, but here it is: actual footage of by the way, one of Nickelodeon's premiere shows in nineteen seventy nine. Learn exactly what the show was, who Josie was, and what the role it filled for uh, Nick for years. So yeah, this uh, one of the things just said it was uh, hosted by Josie. Nobody knew what that meant. 
Oh, this is fantastic. I can't wait to watch this. We'll, ha- we'll have to link it in the show it? notes. Well, I, well, I just went to go look for the, the channel by via search and <clears throat> not as easy as I thought it would be. So we will definitely put a link in there because... Like, yeah, the YouTube channel is called Pop Arena, all one word, P-O-P-A-R-E-N-A. That's why and I then, couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, and then the show is called Nick Knacks. Oh, I can't believe they found it. I can't wait to watch this. That's so exciting. <laughs> Fan. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm totally into this. Like, as somebody who was just so completely obsessed with Nick as a kid, seeing... I, I So, this actually came up because I was talking with... Um, boy, I wonder if I could find it just by scrolling through this... Uh, scrolling through all these these images here um i was talking to one of the guys in our uh discord or, or on the sag podcast recently there was a cartoon on nickelodeon it used to air early at least i'm pretty sure it was on nickelodeon now i'm not even sure that it was um there was some cartoon that i thought was spartacus but it's not i've i've went and looked into the old spartacus cartoon and that's not the one i'm thinking of and I cannot remember the name of this show for the life of me, but it was some early morning adventure show. It was a cartoon, and I just, I, I got nothing. I can't, I can't remember almost anything about it, but as soon as I do, it's going to hit me like a, it's oh, going to hit me like I'm a I'm flooding back. Oh my goodness. Episode 38, Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> I remember Bell and Sebastian. That was the, 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 do- the, the kid who rode the big dog with the barrel around his neck. And then Danger Mouse and then Banana Man. Oh man, I'm just, oh, the Star Trek man. the animated series. So oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Every once in a while you you find a YouTube channel that just speaks to you. Oh shit, look at that. There's a Nick at Night episode, episode 47. Wow, I was wrong with how early uh, that went on. Uh yeah, episode 47 was Nick at Night. Cool. Yeah, weirdly I was like a big Nick at Night kid oh god me too i used to love nick at night <laughs> me three. i don't know why where's lassie like all right there's mr ed there's the monkeys i remember watching it there oh spartacus in the sun beneath the sea is that it maybe i'm i don't know i'm crazy this is this <laughs> well, is gonna be that. it's gonna be a fun couple of months because i'm just gonna be watching this in the background it fetched the little koala i remember that one <laughs> this just makes me think about when my mom would be doing laundry when I was a kid and she would always on her TV for whatever reason, whenever I went in her room, it was like laundry night was always a night where like Nick at night was playing. Like I love Lucy. I, love Lucy. I dream of Jeannie bewitched. And I would like sit on her bed and I remember she'd make me fold socks cause both of us fucking hate it, but I was the kid. So I had to do it. <laughs> and now I, I understand why you hate doing laundry now. Right. And I would sit there and I would watch these shows with my mom and like, it's like such a distinct memory in my head. Like I can, I can remember everything about the room, like the TV, like it just, the whole thing. And it's so weird. Cause I loved, oh, I loved those shows when I was a kid, but I haven't watched them at all as an adult. I don't know why. A lot of times like there's, well, first and foremost, there's so much more to ingest now. And I have, Unfortunately, every time, I shouldn't say every time, nine times out of 10, when I go back to watch something that is like a fond childhood memory, I I walk away going, I should have left that in my childhood mm. because it just like you know, your sensibilities change or like times change and what, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> like there's, there's a certain joy of experiencing the new 
entertainment when you were a kid it hit you differently like like now every we're just pleased when we see decent television on tv now it's mm-hmm. not i i haven't experienced anything shockingly oh my god that's so new to me i'm gonna watch more of this it's just to the point where it's like wow they're just telling this story well so it's just mm-hmm. a slightly different story but you know better acting or you know better special effects or whatnot and back in the day it was all brand new to us and that's why it, it sticks that's why it holds a place so well, that's fantastic. I remember my sister and I used to watch so much. My sister was really into Lassie, um, okay. and she was always asking for a collie. She just wanted us to have a, uh, a dog, so she'd call it Lassie. Um, I remember watching Lassie and Mr. Ed, and it's so weird, and Dennis the Menace, and it's weird thinking back to, like, we didn't care that it was black and white television so much. Mm. Uh, we were just, I, don't know, I guess we were just happy to be watching TV at all. Um right. But yeah, yeah I, I, this is this is a really fun channel, and I'm really glad I found it. Fantastic. I do find it, it a little bit away. funny the way you've dove, dived into this uh, YouTube rabbit hole at the same time as we have put our son on a YouTube cleanse for <laughs> like uh, behavioral reasons. Oh no! Oh really? Yeah, not that he's done anything bad, but like there's a lot of negativity in the channels that he watches and it influences him. And so we were like, Hey, this week, no YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just going to call it quits on that for a week. <laughs> Watch get... something with narrative, you know, that's so... fine. Play your, he's gotten big into Pokemon. Like, go ahead, do that. But see just, how you feel like, in a week. Cool it on these jackasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think there's been quite enough of a, uh, you know, quite enough dipshits on YouTube. For, for for the time being in the, in that house for quite a bit so <laughs> yeah it's a uh, youtube can be a place filled with really great information uh it can also be a place of just completely uh intellectually dead <laughs> just yeah. nonsense yeah. and that's what uh he tends to gravitate towards and yeah, it's just not something that I think uh, he needs to be. His time could be better spent. Yeah, and and but I'm sure the cleanse will will help. You know, when you yeah. remove and you you find slightly different interests and whatnot. So I'm sure it'll work. Uh, Karen, let's move over yes. to you. What do you got? Um, I was able to watch all of Good Omen season two. Son of a. I will not spoil anything. Thank you. But I do want to talk about it in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, people are like, oh my God, did you love it? Are you so excited? Because they know how much I love season one. And the book has been a favorite of mine for over 20 years. Um, yep. So I will say that it was good. Okay. Um, it was very weird for me as a fan coming from the source material to then see the TV show move beyond the source material. Like, that was just like... Mm -hmm. Like, I know that it was made from the notes that Neil and Terry had made um, planning for a sequel, a sequel book that never happened. Um, But, you know, that was never released to the public, so, you know, the book is all we had for so long, and now all of a sudden there's new content with these characters, and it's, it's weird. Um... I didn't love it. Um, the stakes in this were a lot lower. 
Okay. Uh, the first season is like it's the end of the world, and uh, the second season mainly just focuses on uh, Crowley, Crowley and Aziraphale, and like this one problem that they have, which oh, I just I don't want to say you know anything about it, but it's just it's just a much smaller story. It's not um, as insurmountable as the apocalypse, are you saying? Because like, that's what the, the first season was. It was the end of time. Right. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is not, you know, it's not the, to the same degree. Um, and it's much more focused on just them. Season one had all these, like, delightful human characters that you really connected to and, you know, um, were interested in and rooting for and all of this. And the human characters in this season weren't it's not that they weren't likable it's just like they weren't interesting they weren't that interesting didn't care that much about them like i just wasn't as invested in them um they didn't have any chemistry either their whole thing was that these two they want there was some supposed to be some sort of romance between these two human characters and there was absolutely no chemistry between the two of them that's not good. um and i think they made a little bit of like a funny little bit of commentary on it at the end where like the the humans were like you know you spend all this time thinking that you know trying to get the two of us together and like you don't get to decide for us cuz we're our own people um and i was like okay good point but like if you could have shown us more of who they were as their own people outside of this like story trope then I would have maybe cared a little more. Um, John Hamm's fantastic. Good, good. Um, and Tennant and Sheen are fantastic as well. There was a lot of like cool, good like flashbacks to like other periods in time of Crowley and Aziraphale. Those were fun, including a cameo by uh, Peter Davison, who is. <laughs> David Tennant's father-in-law and also the fifth doctor. <laughs> um, so that was a fun little, little Easter egg. <laughs> he got his dad a job. Um, yeah, it was good. And like, then there was the ending, which I think a lot of people were mad about. Um, I don't know. It made sense to me. And also the end of season two is not the end of the story. There's a planned season three, which just needs to get greenlit. Um, but people were mad about the ending and I'm like, well, you know, the characters did what they did and this is what happened. Like, it's not necessarily a happy ending, but like that would have, would not have made sense in these circumstances. And then other people are mad that, like, there's a planned season three, but that's it. And they want more. They just want the key story to keep showing. Like, we no. have, we're lucky to be getting this extra content mm. as it is. Like, and if the, if the showrunners or the, or the original storytellers, if that's how far they want the story to go, like, don't be greedy. Like, the, you know, It'll, people who are writers know what they're doing and, like, know where the story should end. I don't care how much more you want to know. Like, there's stories have a beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you, how many times have we seen them stretch out a story because somebody wants to make more of it and it just should have ended 
I don't know, right. four seasons previously. Like, let this them show tell doesn't their story. Serve that. Yeah, let them tell their story, yeah. and that's enough. This story is a trilogy. I don't know. That's kind of how I looked at it. I, <laughs> I thought. I think it's interesting that you're talking about the stakes being so much lower, just because. I guess, I guess I don't remember season one all that well, but it did seem like the stakes weren't, I guess they didn't seem as immediate, but the whole, you know, they were trying to stop a, effectively the end of everything again. Or at least that's how I understood it. And unless I'm, unless what, season I'm, two. Yeah. Yeah. But also you kind of didn't really know that for most of the, most of the show, I feel like. Well, I mean, I guess you didn't really know for sure that's what the end game was. It just always kind of, I guess I just kind of assumed that a war between heaven and hell would be the end of everything. But well, are I, you talking about season one or season two? Season two. Oh, well, I don't know. It's hard to talk about without spoiling. Right. But, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. Um. Yeah, it just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not mad that they continued it um, because I think there's definitely more material beyond what happens next after season one slash the end of the book. I think there's more story to tell there. I just don't think they need to keep going forever. And it's like, and then on Tuesday, Crowley had a sandwich. Like, <laughs> you're going to run out fish. eventually. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'll watch David Tennant eat a sandwich forever I think, I think we all would but. my friend just sent me a link of him doing a dramatic reading of shania twain's i feel like a woman which <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you guys the link so you can um, watching the two of them put in the show notes doing that little show that that they were doing during the quarantine yeah. where they all both of them looked disheveled like at one point in time tenet was like hiding in his bathtub or something like it was weird mm -hmm. but it was so entertaining those two like have the two a, of like, them are just chemistry. fantastic together oh uh, good stuff so good i stuff. do hope that season three gets greenlit i also know that if it doesn't there will be a graphic novel well i think there at this point it's going to happen whether their show exists or not um, because they had a successful Kickstarter for it, and oh, my friend cool. pledged to get me a copy of the book, so I'm psyched nice. about that. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of have, I have mixed feelings, not more positive than negative, just not entirely like, oh my god, yet another home run. And yeah. that's how you know that I am a, a true fan of Neil Gaiman, because I can, you know, I don't have to love every single thing he does. I can still appreciate it. Well, like that's the thing that happened with me and Moon Knight. Like I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really made for for me. It was made for everybody to enjoy. That doesn't mm -hmm. make it bad. That just doesn't make it for the Uber fan. You know what I you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with yes. that. Yes. Yes. I don't think it. I've ever related to you more. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, fantastic, 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 honey! I yes. still highly recommend oh. that you guys watch it. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, oh, we, 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 we still were going plan to. to. Yeah. There were two shows that we we were going to start watching, and it was like we only have this amount of time. It was that, and oh, uh, murder uh, only murders in the building season three. Yeah, mm -hmm. like we were going to start watching that last night, and it was just like it, the first episode was an hour long. We're like. Ah. No. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, get back to me when you've seen it. We will. We, we absolutely will. Hun. Yes. What do you got? 
what do I got? Well, um, I've started going back and watching Glow because I never actually finished that show. So I had to go. I had to go back to the beginning because I couldn't remember fuck all about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, it doesn't end." Nope. Yeah, yeah. I was getting like oh, really straight up doesn't end. Yeah, and like that was the thing. I was getting like really into it, and I'm like halfway. I'm almost done actually with the the second season. And they get the notification that they're being moved to the 2 a.m. time slot so that they can be canceled. And I remembered at that point that you had said the show had never ended. And I was like, it feels as though the writing was like reflecting real life in a way. And I don't know if they actually knew that or if that's how Glow was operating. Like, I don't know because I haven't finished it yet. But I've been on this like wrestling TV kick. So that led us into heels. And since I'm not done with Glow... I'm not done with heels either. I just figured I'd be like, I'm watching it. When I'm done, I'll talk about it. Um, but Let me just clarify that uh, Glow was renewed for another season. And then oh. Netflix said, never mind. <laughs> so oh, it was, for it real? was, it was written mind. for another season. It was like, all right, we're going to finish this story. It's going to get one. It was written to have a final season. That was the plan. Oh and then God. Netflix said, Never mind. Fuck you, Netflix. Seriously. Fuck Netflix forever for that. I will never not be pissed at them for that fucking nonsense. Oh, I'm just more upset. I, I, um. Well, okay, so then moving on to another wrestling show, Evan and I started watching the show Heels, and it has Stephen Amell as one of the lead characters, and the guy is... Um, he is the older of two brothers. He is from a wrestling family. His dad had a ring, and, and it was like a small wrestling league in their area. And uh, he inherited it, and it, we, we are kind of, like, in the middle of him, like, having already inherited it, been running shows for a while, and kind of struggling. And he has a younger brother who, like, clearly has issues. Um, Super jealousy issues. Yeah, and, and but what I'll say about this show that I found really fascinating is, like, Evan and I, I don't know, hon, if you felt quite as the same as I did, but, like, I did not expect to be as enthralled with this show as I was. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, number one, I this show made me look at what else Amel has done. Yeah, um, and realized this guy has been like, what is it like Wasted. pigeonholed Wasted into on the CW. CW? Because granted, his southern accent is not the best. He gets better at it over time. Thank uh, God. As it's going, it's he's getting better at. But he is a really good actor, like surprisingly good actor and i'm not the biggest wrestling fan i do like old timey like you know wwf style like early stuff and this is you know area wrestling leagues where it's just you know seven wrestlers and they wrestle in their hometowns and whatnot and it's it's enthralling like it's really really well done and like I'm shocked. I, I did not. I I got it. Acquired it for for her. For, so my my lovely wife could get her wrestling fix. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of surprised that it sat on the, the plex for as long as it did. I said, "Hey, you want to want to check this out? We'll watch it." And then episode one led into episode two, led into like, and we like we got hooked, which says something for me because I'm not as 
engrossed. Like, so like that was top three things that happened over the weekend during her birthday celebration. She got to play with an owl. We went on a hike and one night we sat there and we watched like wrestling and I, I paid attention. Like that was, that's me being a really good husband. Cause like that shit's ridiculous. That was actual wrestling <laughs> like, too. We were watching AEW. It like, was, it was ridiculous. And this show is not, it's, it's a drama. It's really good. And even the wrestling stuff is well done. It's, it's good, good storytelling. So. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think it's interesting too, because like, all of the characters have layers of complexity. Like Stephen Amell's character is a main character, uh, not unlike when he was on Arrow, is not just a good guy. There are like sides to him. There are he has flaws, and he has moments where he's imperfect. And there are episodes where you're kind of questioning, like, is he kind of a villain in this show? Like, is he a little bit more of an antagonist than a protagonist? Um, and I just think that that made it really. I don't know. It just, it made it, it just made it more compelling and made the characters have more depth. Uh, and the way that they're playing out the storytelling, some of it is very like predictable tropes of, you know, this character is doing this and they're shady or this character is like kind of a douche and they're going to act this way. And um, like, you're still going to have that. But I, I think that the execution is done well enough that it's engaging uh, and again, the wrestling side of things is just so cool to me. Um, but yeah, at the end of every episode, I would just be like, holy crap, I'm, I'm ready for the next one. Like, I can't believe this is over. And, and it's been a while since I've been watching a TV show where I'm like, I can't, I don't want to turn this off. Like, I don't want to take a break. I'm a, I'm a person who I've said it here before. I'll watch stuff like 10 or 15 minutes at a clip. Um, and we were getting to the end of episodes and I was like, I need to know what happens next. Like, it's not just like, oh man, we're getting close to a season finale. Like every episode, I was like, I'm just, I'm compelled by this story. I'm compelled by these characters. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. I concur. It's very well done. It's a good uh -huh. show. Good, good, good show. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, real quick side note. I started watching My Adventures with Superman just to see what they did with that anime. It's okay. It's Superman. It's okay. Um, it's a young version of Superman. Um, I wanted to watch the new um, Justified show, like it's Justified in New York, something or other. And before watching that, I'm doing a rewatch of the original Justified because <laughs> that is an amazing show. And I forgot how good it was. And Timothy Oliphant is amazing. Oh, that was he the is. other show we were watching, hun, that I was talking about oh. where I was like, this show is really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's my, my um... time filler kind of <clears throat> show. Good. My mom uh, broke her foot this summer, and mm -hmm. so she's been homebound and on the couch a lot. And so I told her to watch Justified, and she's loving it. Yeah, like I talked to her after the first couple episodes, and she was like, "It's kind of violent." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "That's why it's so good." <laughs> yeah. Um, but now she's like, you know, deep into it, and she almost done with it. She's like, "That Walton Goggins, he's." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. <laughs> the, the new show is called Justified City Primeval. City Evil. Primeval. Evil, yeah. And, and I didn't want to start that before uh, watching, like just giving me a full refresher on that world. Um, but what I really want to bring up is a real surprise to everyone in this house uh, by how much we enjoyed it. We watched if the whole first season of Twisted Metal. 
Okay. I heard that was genuinely great. It is so entertaining. Um, everybody's doing a great job in it. Like the, the acting wise, um, Anthony Mackie and uh, Stephanie Beatrice play the two leads. Um, Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Uh, Will Arnett is the voice of Sweet Tooth. Like it's, but he's played by Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's, his it's, body is his, his body is this very large human being. <laughs> Another wrestler. And as we're watching like the first three episodes, like I hear the voice and I didn't look. I'm like, I I know that voice. It's 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 Batman, the the bat the Lego Batman guy, and it's just and you like it's his voice under like it's as if he's wearing the mask. So they it's it's so entertaining. Um, if you've actually played the game. Every just so far, I've recognized every car that they highlight in it. Like there's a bunch of random vehicles, and like there was a you know Chevy HHR in one of the episodes. That the 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 lead car, um, the the ice cream truck, like they're all in there, which is a nice little Easter egg for those that actually played the game. And Anthony Mackie is charming as fuck. I don't know what else to say. Him and uh quiet that his his character name is john doe stephanie's character's name is quiet like they have great chemistry they play off of each other really well uh seeing thomas aiden church as the bad guy lol um is great it's just i was so surprised still calling him lol of course this guy's done so many things with his career he's yes, never yes. gonna he's be gonna not lol Lowell and maybe sandman i'll give him sandman but outside of those that's it it's the only thing two things i know him about um but yeah i i highly recommend it it's it there it's a short season there the episodes fly by at one point in time um oh what's the the the, the preacher's name the in brooklyn 99 stephanie beatrice's character marries a guy oh, fuck ah uh, uh. god damn it <laughs> he he is he was the crazy guy that she didn't marry him that she was gonna marry him it, oh i know who you mean i can't think of the character he is I feel like i just remember the storyline yeah wait hang on uh jason Man- manzukas yeah jason manzukas oh my god i love him and, yeah he plays the, the like because there's there's factions in this world um john doe plays uh, a milkman which is he's just a delivery guy he goes john from, doe doesn't play a milkman he is a he is a milkman um he goes from point A to point B doing deliveries and the, the this show is revolving around him getting a really big job, which if he completes it, he gets invited into one of the cities where he then gets to live. Um and it's a big deal because if you're outside the wall, you're not allowed in. And the um <laughs> the underlying like we don't really know what he's doing or what he's transporting or what he's going to get or like, but you know, it's not cool. And then when you find out, it's like he went through so much shit for that. Oh, you're an evil bitch. I know you're an evil. And like, it's so entertaining. And, um, I, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked and was drawn to the character of sweet tooth. He's a showman. He is psychotic He's, he's one of my favorite parts of this show. So highly, highly recommend this one. It was a really, really good time. Um, I just hope it continues because like I haven't heard anything about it. We're just, I feel we're not 
I'm pretty sure we are done with it. Like, I think we watched the whole thing. Um, it's yeah, it's all, it's the first season is 10 episodes. So I hope we get more because there is a, a cliffhangery kind of situation going on. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, completely out of left field, total, total surprise. Lots of, lots of fun. Good, good time. So, all right. I'm good with that. Let's uh, let's take the break because we do have another show to talk about, which I uh, I can't really wait to get to. So um, just stay tuned for a minute, listen to some commercials, and we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. If you'd like to help support Geekade and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast. And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our probably one commercial. Um, okay. Let's let's dive in. It was my choice this week. Um, for I had acquired this show, I don't know when it first started airing. Um, and the only thing that drew me to it was Idris Elba. So, with that being said, hijack. What more do you? You don't need, need any more than sir. that. You really don't 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 need any more. No, there was one thing you needed. You needed those gold contacts in his eyes. No. So you cool. do not you don't need that it's a bonus nope. but you don't He's need just it. fine without him uh hijack is an apple tv plus show uh it is about a plane on its way to london from dubai that gets hijacked um and it is a seven hour flight and i read somewhere that this is in real time i didn't feel that during the episode but that would be awesome um uh, you know it, why you didn't feel the real timeness of it because you didn't have a clock going beep, right? Boop, it, there, there was no twenty fouriness of it, <laughs> which made uh, it so dramatic. Uh, I didn't feel the real timeliness of it because my recent plane trip took a lot longer to do absolutely everything. <laughs> um, it just elbow plays Sam Nielsen, who is apparently the best negotiator ever. And he's on a plane that gets um, hijacked. <clears throat> Excuse me. In episode one, we get into the hijacking. Um, we don't know why. We don't know what the end game is. But we do know Idris Elba is going to help. And he's in control because I felt very, I felt okay at the end of this episode with the final words of him saying, I'm going to help you. I went, okay, this, this, this is going to be fine. These hijackers are going to be okay because that man's sultry tones are amazing. His body language where he's just like, yeah, I'm comfortable and I'm confident, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. The uh, enjoy your movie. What? Or whatever else you're going to be doing when so you're not bothering me. Ooh. Ooh, that gave me chills. Yeah, Evan was like, real, like maybe a little too into that commentary. Oh. And I was like, mm, sir. Oh. So good. I do want to know what's going to happen to that guy, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's the you're getting bits and pieces about throughout the the plane of certain character types. Um, 
I'm kind of hoping that we get a little bit more of all of them because there's, you know, a, a sprinkling of every type on this plane. And I want to see all of their little bitty stories progress um, because I feel Idris is going to control everything on the screen because he's he that's that's the type of presence he is he's exuding here um what did you guys what did you guys think i was pretty intense yeah i was very pulled in um i thought (laughs) it's funny because i walked away from it going that was a lot of fun and then i realized i really shouldn't say that about the plane hijacking (laughs) (laughs) that's not a good thing to say no no. um but it was it was it really pulled me in um like the the whole time before the hijacking started i was like okay who's the hijacker is it idris elba is it the guy who's running late is it like is it the little soccer girl (laughs) is it the soccer girl teenagers hijacking a plane you know i mean you never know you really don't you're right um shout out to the 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 woman is playing his ex-wife who was another significant doctor who role was that right she was a doctor who yes she's been a lot of things actually but she was in a she was in a season one episode was she the one that was on that news yeah yes i knew it oh you sticker you're good (laughs) Um. Yeah. What the hell was that news station? Uh, satellite, satellite. Satellite Five. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. We. We. I so far one, two, three, four. At least four hijackers have taken control of the plane. You have the guy that's translating, the girl, the old-fashioned guy. Oh, well, no. And then the, the guy that's up front. Um, uh-huh. We know the guy that was running late is involved in some way, shape, or form, but I don't think he's involved because he wants to be. Um, I don't know what's going on with the woman that was at security who gets called away. Like, there's so many things have yeah, started Yeah, what the hell going. is that about? Like, that was... Well, she Her kids missing or something. Yeah, that was upsetting. Yes. What was that? Who that, was she? Who was the guy in the pictures? I was felt like I was supposed to recognize him. The guy. What pictures? They kept showing pictures on her like mantle place and stuff. Oh, I don't. I so the only thing I saw of her, her interactions were she let the guy bag through that had the guns in it. Like that's and that the guy who had that bag was the guy who was running late. So he's I because he was so panicky, I feel like he's being controlled in some way, shape or form. Um, I, I don't know. Episode one did such a great job of just hooking you and getting you engrossed in and giving you enough story beats to keep you going. Um I thought in particular the confrontation between the pilot and the first oh, officer was like really rough. intense and well done. Yes. Yeah. Like I really liked how she didn't give up. Like No. She you know, like Yeah, she's like, no, fuck you. It's like I'ma beat you with this water bottle. Yeah, that was brutal. And they they made it like unclear at first as to whether or not she survived his attack, which just right. like yeah. further elevated the suspense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, ugh. 
when when the hijacker turned to the stewardess, the 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 the, the, the homewrecker, and like when he picks up the iPad that has the 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 pilot's family on it, and he's and then looks at the the the, the stewardess like, you did this, and I was like, oh damn, oh you're just me now. Like you, she was the direct reason you got into that room because of how whatever's going on with, with them. And it's just, I don't recognize anybody else other than Idris Elba and his ex-wife. Like everybody else is uh, new to me. And the, the home front side, there's, there's a definite story there where, you know Idris's um, relationship with his ex-wife, and now the the wife is now seeing uh, with someone else. Apparently, they have a son who doesn't have has a problem with the new boyfriend because he's a white cop, and like there's extra story there that is unnecessary because there's so much story at the airplane. But like it made me want to be more involved with that side of the story as well. Like nothing seems to be fluff i guess and they got a lot of story points going on at this time so mm-hmm. it's i i did yeah. recognize somebody else in the cast when i was looking through to see who his ex-wife was mm-hmm. i noticed oh god what's her name torchwood girl eve miles eve miles okay who, who is, is she? she she's not i don't think she was in this episode because oh. i didn't oh, see okay. her but okay she's she's higher or sooner in the imdb cast listing mm-hmm. than his ex-wife so i'm hoping like she gets involved and like maybe she's a, a you know law enforcement officer on the ground in gotcha. london mm-hmm. you're changing your pants <laughs> and perhaps she will be changing her pants <laughs> she's um, awesome oh, she's amazing yeah. so i'm excited to see her if you know we keep up with this yeah i i the the fact that they are treading the racism line on both a- avenues of the story, like the, the racism at, at home with the, the, the new boyfriend and the son, like that that conflict, and then the old golfer dude that's like, you know, they're speaking Arabic, like, you know, this is racism, 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 racism. Like, I didn't get a sense of that from the kid with the boyfriend. I yeah, just the, got the, the sense that he was like the the kid doesn't like him because he's a white cop and he feels that that guy, that that guy is racist towards black people. That's flat out. That's how it was. Yeah, he was like, I got a bike that doesn't move, so you guys don't have a reason to pull me, pull over, me over for no reason or something. Yeah, I guess I didn't take it as like him specifically. He just yeah. I mean, uh, like, yeah. I guess I guess that yeah. I guess the idea is that the cop is racist against the kid, not that well, the, well, the kid is yeah. I, I, I yeah. I took it that way, not that specifically he was a white cop, just that he was a cop. Cop. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I I'm more picking up on the whole. Yeah. Well, his you're right though. You're absolutely right though. When he made that comment, like, what are you supposed to think he's talking about? I mean, that's the yeah. The the whole. I feel like there's going to be a, a a thing in Dubai. With the, not only the, um, 
the, the, the TSA. I don't know if it's TSA there, but the, the, the woman there plus mm-hmm. the guy who was in the tower. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, he totally guy. smells something's up. He's he like, knows something's I up. I don't think I believe this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's, and that's that's what I like best about the show. They're throwing out threads that, like, I want to, to, to pull on. Like, show me more of this story. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, he's out of our world now. Like, granted, we don't need to see the guy in Dubai anymore because they left that airspace. Technically speaking, that should be done. Um, are they going to be heading directly to London? Who knows? Like, I I don't. I like how like that one dude is just like, not my problem anymore. And the other guy's like, I feel like this plane might be getting hijacked and people are in danger. I should probably investigate this more than five seconds. And the other dude's just like, well, off to go eat a sandwich. Fuck those people forever. Bye bye. <laughs> The and birthday guy's like doing that ching tap. Being a white guy and not being a white guy. <laughs> hmm. I Holy feel Mary. something's going on. But this definitely had me feeling like like when he was able to get that text through to his ex-wife before they shut off the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, like then the next scene with her, I'm like, check your phone, check your phone, check your phone! <laughs> like I was that invested in it. Yeah. I do like the fact that they're... So I knew going into this show that he was a negotiator. Now, that's oh. all I knew. I did not know it was a I didn't I didn't know that. No, I, didn't, I didn't I I heard that some way, but I I the way they were the way they're presenting his character, it felt more like he was like a hostage negotiator, mm. not a corporate a negotiator. <laughs> yeah, like, I he was way too calm. Like I understand being calm under pressure, but like he like he i felt they he was piecing together what was happening before it actually happened and i have to say that was one thing i was a little bothered by is like he seemed really calm and like i don't i i'm wondering if they're implying he's a different type of negotiator and it just went over my head because i'm that slow but like to me i i just i wasn't buying like yeah i get that you work in a high stress environment like so do a lot of people, but if someone pulls out a freaking gun, like you're way too chill right now, man. You're just way too chill. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of wanting him to get to one of the flight attendants and and let them know. And you could see in his face once the hijacking started that he was like, "Ah, oh, I was almost there. I should, or I, I should have done something differently. I should have said something sooner." Yeah, when he leans to the guys and he's like, "Don't do anything because you know you think you're going to be so effective and you're not." And then there's like the whole like he's watching these people and he goes and he's like. Oh, can I get my wash kit? And they're like, we didn't distribute those. Like, he's like detective putting pieces together. And I'm like, all right, Batman. Like, <laughs> if you're if if you got a cape and cowl, it is not negotiation <laughs> tactics unless your negotiation is with your fists. It's aggressive Aggressive. Yeah. There yes. you go. There is Thank something. Thank you, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> there is something about his character, and I knew there was something more to him just by the way he was casually walking to the plane where he was obviously late like he and that other runny guy like were the last two on the plane he was just way too and i feel like i i with the way he was so cavalier about everything i felt he was more like a marshal like an air marshal yeah, I was like, for a second, I was like, is he the hijacker? Because, like, he's totally chill. Yeah. Um, and, and nope, 
I, 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 I honestly got have no idea what's going on. I also felt like they were setting us up to believe he was the hijacker when she's like, do not get on that plane. And he's like, too late. And you're like, where's the context? <laughs> so definite misdirection here, but I'm not like mad about it. I, I, it's just making me have more questions that I want answered and I want to watch the show to get those answers. So fuck you, TV, you win. <laughs> A week point um finding the bullet in the bathroom think that was a little laxed i mean like come on now the thing that bothered (laughs) me about the bullet in the bathroom was like the guy i don't know he was like what am i supposed to tell her like oh you know somebody somebody who was allowed to have a gun had had a gun on the plane and it's fine and then the girl was like, I don't buy this. Like, what? They just, a guy got on a plane with the gun and then a bullet just fell out. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's right. So how did it fall out of the hijacker's gun? Like, yes, <laughs> that's my, qu- I, that's my query there. <laughs> like, how did that come about now? I don't know the, the same uh, on the similar situation. My, my whole gripe with it was like, it just seems like fairly easy to explain away at least enough. Like, I don't know. I don't see this girl being like, no, we need to, we need to investigate this shit further. This mm-hmm. is, this isn't enough. I don't believe this guy and we need to, we need to find this shit out. Like, I kind of feel like they would be like, wow, that's kind of weird. I'm a little scared. I'm going to sit here. That, I mean, I don't know that, that whole thing seemed really odd to me that just how intense she was about not letting whatever is the situation is stand. And I must've missed something like when the, guy walked up to them i i guess i thought like he knew them like why did he walk up to the girl in the first place he so as the so there was the three girls the one that got on the plane last as she was getting on the plane he helped her get her bag into the overhead compartment and oh right interaction was i'm just old-fashioned and she was nervous and so like he he interacted with her before that that's it i don't outside of that maybe he was just being more attentive to what's going on because he was one of the hijackers maybe i don't know but there was yeah, a was, the whole thing thing struck me as a bit weird but not weird enough to not enjoy the show <laughs> also like the people just were interacting a lot more than i have ever ever seen people interact on a plane I've, I have never in my life seen people interact this much when I'm, I haven't been on a ton of planes, but I've been on plane rides a, a decent amount in my life. And I have never seen people interact this much. They're just like, people are it, looking at each other and jumping a, over <laughs> seats and talking, jumping in each other's conversations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like every time I've ever been on a plane, it's everybody trying to keep as to themselves as possible. But I've also never been on a plane this spacious before, yeah, where yeah, there's that, just like that was a everybody's on, got seats on wings. Like that's, <laughs> that's not the planes I've been on. I've always been, you know, a few centimeters at best away from everybody on all sides. <laughs> and I'll, I will be honest, as of late, I have been doing a little bit more flying, and it all depends where the plane is coming from. So when I leave, like North Carolina. Everybody on that plane knows each other. It's shocking how everybody knows each other and they don't chit chatty except for me because I am that guy. I have the window seat. I curl up into a ball and I wait for the plane to take off and then land wherever else I'm coming from. I came from, you know, Philadelphia. It was not that way. (laughs) 
nobody could give less of a shit about anybody else on the plane. It was awesome. Which is weird because then I've been the person who's on the plane and there's always somebody who wants to fucking talk to me. Yeah, no. That's what you got. You get the overt headphones or you turn and always look out the window. Yeah, I do both. I literally yeah, the did headphones that. don't make a fucking difference if someone wants to talk to you. Yeah. I sat down to eat a sandwich in, the, in, in this restaurant and I just was, I was so fucking exhausted. From the airport, I sat down, I got my headphones on, I'm looking at my phone and this woman sits down next to me and just starts chatting me up. And me, I'm a nice guy, so I chatted her right back up, but I was like, I, all I'm thinking the whole time is like, just, I just want to be left alone. I just want to go home. Please all stop right, so talking to me. I'm going to help you with this. You ready? You're going to follow this lead. Yo no hablo ingles. <laughs> That's it. Put a quizzical look on your face. Say that phrase. Get up and walk away. I couldn't walk away. I was sitting, I was eating a sandwich. I just ordered food. <laughs> Donde esta el baño? <laughs> and what if she does speak Spanish, huh? Right, what then. do I do then? Start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Bang your head, yell at her. Uh yeah, this is this is uh, I I I enjoy the hell out of this show. We are going to continue watching it. We would have probably watched more of it if it if like I didn't want to bleed into the next episode to talk about it here. We are going to watch this and it's how many episodes out so far uh let's see it's season one as of right now seven episodes are out i'm not 100 percent sure if that's it probably not for the season but it's it's so far worth every second that we've spent watching it um oh hey i just remembered the nest the new season of dragon prince dropped like out of nowhere and was really fucking good Oh, was oh, it good? Nice. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that it I came out. I saw that. Really fucking good. Can't good, wait good. to see where it goes next. Great. We got a lot of good TV, man. This is great. I mean... We're, we're in overload mode right now, but it's okay, because there's a strike going on, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not in any rush. I mean, I'm in a rush to watch Ahsoka only because of spoilers. Like, yeah, it's fucking Star Wars. It's going to get the shit spoiled out of it on... Social media. Not that I've been spending as much time on social media because Elon Musk has officially fucked Twitter. So you mean hard. X? It's just X. It's never going to be X. It's not X. Never was X. It's never going to be X. That's just fucking bullshit. It's Twitter, and it's always going to be Twitter. There's no 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 shit that he could ever do to it that's going to change the fact that that's what that is. But holy Listen, shit, that is some X-rated internet. Okay, you know what he's, you know he reminds me of. Is in Ted Lasso, the billionaire guy who comes to hire Ted, oh comes to hire Sam, and Sam decides he doesn't want to go on that guy's team, and then the guy, the billionaire guy, just makes this obnoxious scene on the way out of the building, pretending he's shitting on everything. <laughs> that's what Musk, Elon Musk reminds me of. Yeah, that's a pretty apt that's a, description right that's there. That's the same guy that, that started the food fight in one of the later episodes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Did you see that, like, he changed the icon to be all like marbled and distressed because no. like I guess the black the white X on the black background wasn't fucking manly enough for this fucking child. No. <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't it just keeps tweet. getting dumber. I don't look at Twitter. I don't I it's not it's I, can't. I miss I miss the old Twitter. I right. that was a good time. I I was an early adopter. Mm. I never got super into it, but I'll tell you, I would, I, I'm still able to appreciate what's been lost. 
Well, yeah, I mean, having a solid, you know, social media communication was a thing. Like, it was good. And then it just always gets turned into this horrible, disformed... Like, I find myself going to Facebook more often, which is like... We've gone yeah. backwards. Well, yeah, we've gone backwards. I'd love to see what Blue Sky is all about, but that's still invite only. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have at least once a day a thought that I'm like, I would tweet that if I, if Twitter was still a thing. I'm not mm-hmm. going to post it on my Facebook. Like, that's just, <laughs> you know, insane. Because <laughs> they're Ew. just inane thoughts that I have and like... <laughs> that's the, not the, that's the, not the uh, place for the group of people that I have following me and you know friends with me on Facebook. They're gonna like think something's wrong, <laughs> but Twitter's just the wild west, or you can say anything and it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> or that's what it was. Not anymore. Not. <sighs> well, oh, um, I'm giving a, a a solid thumbs up for this show. Um, it sounds like we all are in agreement. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah this, awesome. is, this is a great show. Good pick, Evan. Good job. Yahtzee. Yeah. When we're right. done with the 350 other shows. We'll, well you got to realize, to with the strike happening now, in a year's time, TV's going to go to shit. Because. Yep. And Wait, that, we, we've been here. Yeah. This isn't our first before. rodeo. Yeah, like, Remember the, the last strike? Oof. That was rough. That was rough. And Poor heroes. Yeah. And <laughs> so, but like, this is what happens the worst part about the strike is reality TV gets a bigger boost because it's not it's not scripted. No, it is. It's scripted. It nobody is that bad. Nobody's that worthless. You have to make it that way, and that that is the opposite of what I want from my television. Boy, the fact that you can believe that nobody's that worthless after all the time you spent working retail is. <laughs> It's really a very endearing trait. Testament to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good enough. Let's let's wrap this up. Chris, you got a spiel for us? No. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I should. You should. I should do a lot. Get on it. (laughs) Hoobity boobity. Let's see here. Hoobity boobity. No trivia. No. Theater near you show notes. No, that's not it. Trivia Scroll, scrolly, scroll. Fascinating podcasting. I I write a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's almost like I'm a writer or something. God, where in the hell was this episode? I'm a professional writer. (laughs) (laughs) Not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Something to that effect. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geek Aid Discord, where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. And of course, the regular Geek Aid social media accounts uh, linked to in the show notes. The four of us can be found in various ways. Uh, wow, I guess I should rewrite this, since uh, Twitter's all X. fucked now. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at STM Stitches on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Etsy. And you, where can people find you? Uh, just go to my website, AngelaFernot.com. And Evan, where can people not find you? Uh, actually, uh, I'm working on some stuff for Tales of Cape Fear again, so another, hopefully another big thing is coming soon, so Head over there. Tells of Cape Fear.com. Oh. All right. 
If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. If you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on geekade.com for fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. All right. We have discussed it during the break. Chris, it is your choice. What is our homework this week? Well, I had an answer, and I've just decided to change it. I Uh just need to find what episode it is. You're audibling to yourself. Yeah, right. So I was thinking, you know what? I really like to to finish and then discuss Shorzy, but I'm pretty sure you guys already watched that, right? Yes. But we will watch it again. <laughs> Season two is coming out, so you guys need to watch that. Well, we're we're already a couple episodes into okay. it, but uh, I'm trying to figure out. Ah, oh, I need to know what episode that is. Um, Karen just quoted it. I was like, we haven't talked about Sports Night Sports in forever, Night. and I've been kind of itching to rewatch that show. So, what episode does it say? Hi, I'm a professional writer. Oh God, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Um. Casey says it, right? Mm-hmm. Casey says it to Dan. Yep. And he, he fucks something up and he says, hi, I'm a professional writer. I used, I quote that all the time. I love Sports Night. It's a show that Karen introduced me to. Uh, it's a, an early Aaron Sorkin show. And it's just a fucking delight. And uh, I've rewatched it dozens and dozens of times over the years. And uh, I, I've just been kind of having that itch again. And I can't figure out what episode that is. I feel like we've talked about this show on this show before, but I think we've only talked about like the Christmas episode or something. We did. We have discussed Sorkin. I, I, I feel we've like we've discussed covered, Sorkin I've, something. Yeah, I feel like we've covered just about every Sorkin. But hey, whatever you. Well, yeah, this you know, which episode, right? We didn't cover the entire show. We covered an episode, right? It's Rebecca is the episode. Oh, it's Rebecca. Okay, cool. Which episode is that? The episode... Uh, Season 1, episode 14. There you go. We're going to watch season 1, episode 14 of Sports Night, because they're all good ones, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And you know what? If you need to watch the previous episodes, then you should do that, too, because it's a damn good show. It's a half-hour comedy. Will. It's well worth your time. All right. There you go. There's your homework. Um, That's it. That's all we got. Once again, thank you for joining us here on this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Angie. I'm Karen. <laughs> God damn it! Ah! <sighs> Try it again. I'm Evan. I'm Angie. I'm Karen. I challenge you to a dance-off. <laughs> Good night. <sighs> That's not how that show ends. I'm going to be very disappointed. And this concludes our broadcast day.